0: Jesus' name. On the fourth Sunday in Advent, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is visited by the angel Gabriel, who tells her she will give birth to the Savior of all mankind. Maybe the most amazing thing Mary receives is the ability to accept and rejoice in this with composure of soul And peace of mind. She sings, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And so, our Advent prayer is to welcome our Emmanuel, God with us, and sing with Mary her humble song of joy for the glory of God. So we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So come, Lord Jesus, Be our light and our life. Until that day, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Psalm 80 says, Hear us, shepherd of Israel, You who lead Joseph like a flock, You who sit enthroned between the cherubim angels, Awake your might, Come and save us. Restore us, O God. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. We confess our sins before God. Lord, you are the Savior of the world. Forgive us our sin and bless our faith and hope. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the living God has sent his Son to be our Savior in body, mind, and spirit. He truly is strong to save. As a servant of Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us pray, come to us, O Lord, and speak your grace into our hearts that we may follow Mary's example and glorify you in our lives. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. So, in these last days of the season of Advent, we turn to the promises of God's Word, from the prophet Micah, chapter 5, beginning at verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until that time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, for they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be our peace. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, beginning at verse 5. When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. And then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. And first, God said, Sacrifices and offerings. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them though they were offered in accordance with the law. But then he said, Here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the first chapter, beginning at verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm, he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. And Mary, stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then returned home. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At the direction of God, the angel Gabriel leaves heaven with a name, an address, and a message. At some point on his journey from the unseen things of heaven, He has to become visible to the human eye. At some point on his journey from the silence of eternity, the angel Gabriel needs to find a voice that could be heard by Mary, a young woman living in the tiny hill country town of Nazareth. But perhaps the most important of all things, the angel Gabriel needs to be able to explain a very big idea that God has been planning since the world began. Gabriel must be able to make this one woman Mary feel at peace about being at the very center of God's plan to give his one and only son to save the world. If the angel Gabriel did all this right, Mary will be left with a secure feeling that nothing is impossible with God. So once Mary had seen this angel, Once she had seen his pure white wings and his eyes aflame with the peaceful wisdom of God, and once she had listened to his calm, assured voice explain all of this to her, Mary then said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me just as you have said. Mary was at peace, feeling the strength of God, feeling the Spirit alive. Gabriel had done well. So then the angel left her. But I have to imagine that he did not go very far. Now the angel Gabriel would again have to become invisible. He would need to be silent. But the angel Gabriel would be watching, and he would be waiting to see what Mary would do now. Mary knew just what she wanted to do. She got ready. She hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. She wanted to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Mary was excited to share and celebrate what she had been given by this angel with Elizabeth. And the angel Gabriel Well, he also knew Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias, very well. The angel had dramatically appeared to Zacharias, the priest, in the temple and told him that he and Mary were going to give birth to a son who was going to be the Savior Jesus forerunner, John the Baptist. So, like Mary, the angel Gabriel had swept Elizabeth and Zacharias into God's eternal plan. And so, for us, on this last Sunday in the season of Advent, our prayer can be that God send us angels carrying his living spirit and sweep us up into the sight and the sound of God's eternal plan. God seems to delight in this, in coming to what might seem to be insignificant people and places, and magnify them by putting them at the very center of his salvation plan. People like Mary and Elizabeth, Places like Nazareth and Bethlehem? People like you and me? Places like this place where we live? These are the people and the places that glorify God's strength and imagination. This is who he wants, to glorify his compassion and love. And so, in this time, we invite and welcome him in. As Mary and Elizabeth did, we welcome and we pray for the grace and the peace, for the humble spirit of Mary and Elizabeth, that we too may glorify him. The Spirit of God was drawing Mary and Elizabeth together. When Mary arrived, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mary, she exclaimed, you and your child are blessed by God. And even the children Mary and Elizabeth carried inside themselves rejoiced together somehow in the harmony of God's unfolding plan. The mystery and the glory of God's plan was alive. And now, well, for us, just a week from our celebration of Christmas, we pray for the angels of God's Spirit to bring us this same blessing. Elizabeth celebrates the gift of the angels with Mary. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. In response, Mary has to sing about the strength and the glory of God. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy and awesome is his name. These words are called Mary's Magnificat, which is the Latin word for glorify. Mary sings of how God has come to her small, insignificant life and magnified it with meaning and purpose. And Mary sets before us the eternal wisdom that she has been given by the angel. God's mercy, she says, extends to those who fear him. Mary is telling us to respect the way of God and to live in harmony with his will. This, she is telling us, is how you and I will see the mighty deeds of God's strong arm. And Mary tells us that God treasures the humble human soul. She tells us that God scatters the proud and the arrogant. What is she thinking here? Is she thinking about when God visited the great tower that had been built by a people who had arrogantly said, Let's build a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the earth. And to that, God just said no. In all of his righteous wisdom, God said no to this act of pride and scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Mary has such wisdom, she says, God brings down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. Mary here sounds very much like her son, Jesus, will, who 30 years later will teach to crowds of people that whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted by God. Mary is really kind of telling us what life is about, that life is about the glory of God. Those who live for the glory of God will be blessed, she says. And Mary says God has filled the hungry with good things. Here, too, Mary sounds just like her son Jesus will. Thirty years later, Jesus will sit on a mountainside and teach Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's righteousness, for they will be filled. So, where in the world has this young woman Mary gained all of this divine wisdom and eternal perspective? Well, I think we have to say it was brought to her on angels' wings. Mary has been given what angels saw for themselves in the ancient days. She says, God has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. No one, no one but the angels were there to watch God lead Abraham across a trackless desert in and out of windstorms. Only the angels could see God's guiding hand. And the angels, they had a front row seat. Every time... Israel wandered away from him, and God had to choose to remember to put down his anger and instead remember to be loving and merciful. And now, somehow, the angel Gabriel had brought to Mary all that he had seen for an eternity. God's strength and God's wisdom is to be glorified. Well, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three more months. They had so much to look forward to. Mary probably stayed for the birth of Elizabeth's child, John, who would be the herald announcing the Savior's son's arrival. And then, well then, Mary went home to Nazareth. And I imagine the angel Gabriel was right there with her. He was quiet, and he was her invisible guardian. To Nazareth for now, but oh, so soon again... Mary would be traveling with Joseph to the tiny little town of Bethlehem for the glory of God. Mary would now wait in peace, and the angel Gabriel would keep watching and waiting, all for the glory of God. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and faithful Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. Send us your living spirit and sweep us into the sight and the sound of your eternal plan. For your glory, may we have the peace and wisdom carried by angels to us. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. season of Advent, let us pray to our Lord for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Let us pray for each of us, our families and homes, our community and culture. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the healing of all nations and that as we celebrate the Savior and newborn King, we may be so blessed that peace and justice would reign. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who need joy and grace. May we all gather with Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds in welcoming the newborn Christ child. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who especially need your care. We pray that we may love one another with compassion. Lord, we pray for those we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessing, honor, glory, power, and might be to you, our God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen, amen, amen. Listening to this fourth Sunday in Advent audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney, with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. For more information about our church, please visit our website at www.blcmtka.org. Blessings upon your week.